0: turning to the book of genesis we are going to get right into chapter 42 verse 27 let's get into this and as one of them opened his sack to give his ass provender in the end he espied his money for behold it was in his sack's mouth And he said unto his brethren, My money is restored, and lo, it is even in my sack. And their heart failed them, and they were afraid, saying one to another, What is this that God hath done unto us? now what's funny is immediately immediately as soon as they see this money they're like yo what is going on what has god brought to us i think this is a recognition that they know what they deserve they remember what they did to their younger brother they remember throwing him in that pit him being sold into slavery they remember his anguish pleading with them trying to reason with them And they didn't listen. So in their mind, they're like, "Ah, man, we went to Egypt to buy food because there's a famine. This 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 man that was in charge, the the, the captain of this whole uh, ordeal spoke roughly to us. He thought we were spies. He has our brother locked up. He sent us on our way to bring our younger brother back. Our money is in our sacks. We have food. This is not going to go well. Again, they have no idea that this is Joseph, their own brother speaking to him. They have no idea that he's the one that had their money restored and returned to them. Unbeknownst to them, as fearful as they are in this whole situation, as much as they have no idea what's getting ready to go on, God is about to bless them greatly through Joseph. Isn't that something? They're about to get what they do not deserve from the very one that they persecuted and hated. Again, I think this is one of those areas where this is a foreshadowing or a a likeness of of the Lord Jesus Christ persecuted for us died on a cross paying for our sin and us receiving from him what we don't deserve salvation. I just got to stop and say amen to that. Verse 29, 29 and 30. And they came unto Jacob, their father unto the land of Canaan and told him all that befell unto them saying the man who is the Lord of the land spake roughly to us and took us for spies of the country. So they're like, yo pops, look, here's the deal. We went the, the man who was in charge thought we were spies and he didn't really have kind words to say to us. This didn't really go down how we thought it was going to go down verse 31 through 34 and we said unto him we are true men we are no spies we be 12 brethren sons of our father one is not and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan and the man the lord of the country said unto us hereby shall i know that ye are true men leave one of your brethren here with me and take food for the famine of your household and be gone and bring your youngest brother unto me then shall i know that ye are no spies but that ye are true men so will I deliver you, your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land. Right now, at this point, put myself in their shoes, knowing what they did to Joseph, and they have no idea that this is Joseph they're speaking to. They're probably like, yo, we already defrauded our father out of one son. And now one is in prison in Egypt, and we're being asked asked by the lord of egypt to bring back the youngest son to prove we're not spies they gotta know jacob is not gonna take this well he is not gonna take this well at all not after everything that is, has that is befell him or so what he has thought befell him they're trying to add grief on top of grief verse 35 and it came to pass as they emptied their sacks that behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and when they and when both they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. Now it's heating up now. Now all of them realize, yo, we all got our money. Nah, be. This is not getting ready to work in our favor. This is not getting ready to work in the way that we thought it was going to work. And again, unbeknownst to them, think about that. And again, just showing the the likeness here of the Lord Jesus Christ, not before anybody clutches their pearls, always got to, got to add this caveat. I am not saying that, that Joseph is spotless. I'm not saying that Joseph is perfect. I'm saying that w- what we can kind of see here, I believe, is a foreshadowing of what was going to come in the Lord Jesus Christ in the future. We have brothers who were definitely, definitely not walking with God. Uh, I would say that in, in every action and everything we see, according to these brothers, They were definitely against God. Then you have Joseph, a man walking with God. They hate Joseph really for no reason at all, mainly simply because he's walking with God. They cast him in a pit. He is sold into slavery. And now fast forward, not only is he going to give them what they don't deserve, he provided them food sustenance exactly what they needed to be saved from this famine and they didn't even have to pay for it he gave them their money back he gave them a free gift which saved them from this famine the very person they they persecuted sold out is providing them salvation man little do they know Verse 36 And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have ye betrayed, uh, me have ye bereaved, I'm sorry, of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Again, as I said, they had to know how this was going to work out when they asked about all of this. And now what Jacob is experiencing is grief on top of grief. He's like, yo, Joseph is gone, right? I sent Joseph to to find out what, what you guys were doing and you came back with his jacket with the blood on it. So in his mind, in Jacob's mind, Joseph is dead, killed by some wild beast. He had, he had that grief to deal with. Now they're telling him, yeah, um, Pops, you see what had happened was the this this Egyptian thought we were spies. So he kind of put Simeon in prison and told us if we don't bring our youngest brother back with us, he's going to think we're spies and we're not going to be able to get Simeon back. And on top of that, ooh yeah, um, we opened our sacks and now we got all our money. So it's looking like we stole these goods and didn't pay for it. And now we have to go back to this land. Can you imagine the thoughts going through Jacob's head right now? He's got to be swimming in grief like this is just like, man, what, what is going on? My life is just falling apart. And verse 37 and Reuben spake unto his father, saying, slay my two sons if I bring him not to thee, deliver him unto my hand and I will bring him again to thee. So Reuben is saying, yo, just let us take Benjamin to Egypt. I'm promising you, I'm going to bring him back. If I do not bring him back, you can slay my two sons. This is how serious it is. This is so serious that Reuben is ready to offer up his two sons as a human sacrifice if he does not bring Benjamin back. So if if they've gotten to this point, you got to imagine like we're reading this and sometimes when you when you're reading something like this, you kind of miss the 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 chaos of the situation. I would imagine it's chaotic right now. They got their money in their sacks. They got to bring Benjamin back. Jacob is like I don't know about this. Y'all just adding grief on top of grief. So it, the the whole situation is topsy turvy. So I imagine there was probably some bickering back and forth. They're probably all talking. It's probably kind of noisy. All the commotion going back and forth. Now, now people, what, what, um, Jacob says, uh, this is the last verse in, uh, chapter 42, verse 38. And he said, my son shall not. Go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is left alone if mischief befall him by the way in the which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. Jacob is having. None of this. Jacob is like, man, you not get ready to take Benjamin nowhere. Joseph is gone. You got Simeon locked up. And if I send you away with Benjamin and something happens to him and you return without him, I'm going to go sorrowful all the way to my grave. So this just got serious for them. And imagine what I would imagine is all of the things going through their head and all of the thoughts they have concerning their folly, what they did to Joseph, throwing him in a pit, him being sold to the Ishmaelites and then being sold to Potiphar. Now, they didn't know that part. They had no idea what happened to him. They and, and they they think if you, if you remember in the previous video, they have an inclination that he might be dead. They don't know. They have no idea what happened to them. They don't even know that it's Joseph that they're talking to. So imagine all the frantic thoughts going through their brain. Their father still has no idea what they did to Joseph. They never fessed up to this. So they got to be thinking to themselves. God is definitely get ready to rain down judgment on all of us for what we did. And again, This is why I say this is definitely, in my opinion, a picture of what the Lord Jesus Christ was going to do moving forward, because not only are they going to be blessed, they 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 have been saved from the famine. They got their money back. They didn't even have to pay for it. And they're about to be blessed beyond their wild beliefs because of their brother Joseph, the very one they sold out is going to bless them they are literally going to get exactly what they do not deserve what they deserve in this instance is straight up wrath what they are going to receive is abundant mercy man y'all know what it is stay frosty people